This is AgriPulse Open Mic, brought to you by Syngenta. More than 26,000 people in over 90 countries who are helping the world's farmers grow more from less. Syngenta believes that farmers can produce enough to meet the world's needs and safeguard our planet if we link technology, land, and people, the foundation of a sustainable production system focusing on strong rural economies and resource efficiency. See all they're doing at Syngenta.com. And now, AgriPulse Open Mic. First of all, John, welcome to AgriPulse Open Mic. Thank you, Ken. Appreciate the opportunity. Tell me about your background with NACD, how long you have been there as executive and background perhaps before that. So I've been the chief executive officer here at NACD for about the last 17 months, started in August of 2011. Um, my background is from the state of Washington, so uh, I know how to spell Washington pretty good, um, having moved here to Washington, D.C., uh, background is in production ag, um, grew up on a, a small um, ranch. Father was a cattleman, but uh, we got into the irrigated Columbia Basin of Washington State. And so uh, my passion was both. Um, I actually was the star state agribusinessman in FFA in 1982 and also had the beef proficiency in 1982 for the state of Washington. Let's talk about um, the realities today of conservation within Washington, D.C., with uh, political issues and budget cuts. Do you see that that will likely impact the ability of the government to incentivize farmers to conserve? Well, my hope is, is you know, when we looked at the, the issues last year and the year before even now um, in working on a new farm bill, the conservation title is our focus. There's no real political issue when we talk about conservation. It makes it one of those easy things to really be engaged in. It's, it's the right thing to do. The challenges in the budget, um, you know, we see there being a real need for uh, what we saw in the drafts that came out of what was passed through the Senate and, and then through the House Ag Committee. You know, there was a, uh, an understanding that conservation was important, that there was a acknowledgement that as we go forward, conservation needs to be a piece to help producers to, to get their farms up to a standard that retains their economic viability but also protects those natural resources that they're dependent upon every day of the year. I wonder if the real challenge, though, is getting farmers to accept that there won't be as much government payment for doing and maintaining conservation practices. Yeah, and, 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 and conservation practices, Ken, you got it exactly right. Um, that's the key. When, when I look at um, where we're at, you know, implementing conservation on the ground is, is the part that is most important to the individual private landowner. The, the, the ability to, to look at incentive programs, which when we talk about uh, the National Association of Conservation Districts, we're the, the national association that advocates for those, those local subdivisions of, of government that at the local level work within their community to make sure that there are programs available to manage natural resource issues. Um, incentives are the key to getting people to implement. 
So when we look at the budget and, and, and where challenges are now, um, we're very concerned uh, about where we're headed with the amount of funding just in the, in the really over-prescribed uh, programs such as EQIP. It is the, you know, the key program to providing funding to land managers and owners to implement conservation on the landscape. As we look at the lesser funding and the potential for regulation, uh, the EPA comes into mind here with the potential for water quality requirements or a farmer would have to change their other farming practices. Do you think that has a link to the conservation that people would then be agreeable to do on the land to try to do practices that keep water quality high so they can continue to farm that land without EPA regulation? Absolutely. In our um, association, one of the things that we've been talking about and looking at and, and promoting is the, the certainty aspect of, of practice implementation. When we look at some of the issues with EPA's water quality requirements, the, the, the conservation districts are that local tie with known science-based practices that protect water quality. We see that that implementation, again, back to the implementation of those practices, is the means by which we get to a a place where water quality is protected with the incentive programs. Here we have funding to get people to implement the practices that as they implement and as they become comfortable with what those practices are, we see improvements. I think there is a a lack of implementation, which goes right back to the funding issues in the budget across the country. If we had, if we had 75% implementation on the landscape, and we still had water quality issues, then there would be an arguing point. But I think when we look out there on the landscape, we, we don't have that kind of implementation, and those incentive programs just help to bolster the fact that here are good practices that we can implement that protect water quality, that protect the viability of that economic aspect. I'd rather see – one of the things that I look at, Ken, is I would, rather, I would much rather see implementation rather than litigation. It is it is such an important piece because we know what those good practices are. Is it an overreach to say that soil and water conservation is a national security issue? No, I don't think so. I'd say that when you when you look at the protection of our soil and water resources, it's one of our most pressing issues. Period. The conservation of our soil, water, air, plants animals and and even energy and and other natural resources which in this country we're blessed with such a diversity it's clear that it's a system that is all tied together and it is dependent upon each to to make sure the system works the way it should protecting that is is so important but it's it's not just that either when we look at the the system that we as a society have set up and we look at the the 9 billion people that we're saying that we're going to need to feed in just a few years we we have to we have to take that into very careful consideration and we have to look at it from the perspective of over time 
past 2050, we're going to have to continue to do that. So we're going to have to do it in a very sustainable way. We're going to have to do it, um, but also with the aspect of, of in an economic value because it's not just sustaining natural resources, it's sustaining the economic viability of that, of that working land component too. So, and, and, and when we talk about those natural resources, we also have to think about it's not just water for irrigation. It's also water for transportation. We look at the, the drought effect and just transportation on our, our rivers, um, pretty concerning. So we have to do a good job of managing, and, and, and again, that's another one I think of our key things that we have to think about. We have such an interrelated system that management is, is absolutely a key piece of that. Is NACD trying to get growers to understand there's a linkage between the conservation practices they have and the profitability of their farm? Absolutely. It's the, it's the only way we, that we can honestly ask for implementation. We cannot ask for things to be done that don't protect that economic viability. That is, no matter how we want to look at production agriculture, we have to remember that it is a business. So trying to regulate and trying to, to put um, undue burdens upon these businessmen, which this is, this is their livelihood, is not a productive uh, way to go either. It has to be done with the ec- economics of their profitability in mind. But that's the thing that I look at, Ken, right now. When we look at this drought that has encompassed such a, a vast portion of this country, there is a lot of testing and monitoring going on to show that when implementing these conservation practices, the peaks and valleys of productivity are a little bit shallower than when we look at a lot of the conventional tillage that that has been the norm in the past. So implementing conservation practices is not only the right thing to do in relationship to protecting the soil health and protecting the, the water quality, but it's also an economic decision. But again, I think as we get back to the the, the challenges of implementing new management decisions and new management, there's, there's capital investment. There's a lot of things that go into that, that we hope that these incentive programs and these other programs through USDA and, and even through other federal agencies can help to lessen that burden upon so that we can have both the productivity, the economic viability, and the natural resource protection and conservation into the future. Well, let's move to an area that addresses this, and that is the extension of the Farm Bill, the next Farm Bill, and whether or not uh, Congress will put anything in that will give some of these incentives. Do you think that uh, the farm legislation is going to be uh, kind to you, or it's going to be difficult before you, it's going to be difficult for you to get a level of funding that really incentivizes farmers enough to do the practices. Well, Ken, let me let me uh, just kind of go through the way that I'm and and my team here at NACD is looking at that. When you talk about budget, you know, there's a lot of still unknowns out there. Sequestration is is that unknown that that is causing a lot of consternation here in DC because we just don't even know what we have to work with in 2013. 
so with that then in mind, um, it's I think you know we saw an announcement this week that the president's budget will likely be released in late March. Uh, that's one of the latest releases of the budget in in pretty much the entire time the president's budget has been put together. So that also creates this this focus on how do we really look at what are we going to have but then you look at the the Senate's vote on no budget no pay act of 2013 suspending the debt ceiling until May 18th hopefully that'll put in place something that we can get a budget here in the next few months which then hopefully will lead to a discussion that starts the farm bill process again we we were for all intent and purpose we were very happy with the provisions that were put into both the senate's version and the house ag committee's version of specifically the conservation title of the farm bill that was proposed my hope is is that we start somewhere very close to that in this in this new year because it really did define you know flexibility um, and, and, and consolidation of some programs what make, that makes it much easier for those working lands to, to have the availability of the kind of programs that's going to make it easy for them to understand how do they participate with the federal government in a program to help them better the management of their natural resources, specifically in Title II. Let's turn to uh, another area, and that is what is being done now at the state level in some states, uh, Iowa is one of those, where that they are proposing a nutrient management or re- nutrient reduction strategy to give themselves some potential for regulatory certainty. Do you feel like that those state programs might get some traction with EPA and prevent regulations on the near term? Absolutely. I, I think it's a, again, when we look at our focus, it's on locally driven conservation on the landscape, an incentive program that is mostly a voluntary program. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and make the statement that there is a regulatory backstop in place right now. It sets an expectation. But with that said, it needs to be a local decision process. It needs to be identified as the local people, just as you uh, acknowledge Iowa. I look at, at Minnesota's certainty program. I look at Texas and their program of providing certainty to producers who are willing to implement these kind of practices. One of the things that, that it, it helps is to identify where we have uh, needs. Within the, the, the Farm Bill, we have some partnership programs that have been identified that, that really helps to lead the local decision-making process, but having that program and, and the availability of, of having a place for people to come together to, to implement these kind of things. We look at we, – we just had our annual convention in San Antonio last week, very successful um, a program had a thousand attendees numbers were up people excited about conservation part of it that we we used the theme of a proud past and a positive future and and we had timothy egan the author of the worst hard time come in and do the keynote for us and timothy really pointed out that in our history you know the dust bowl was 
that one man-made disaster that we seem to have learned from because we have now conservation districts, natural resources conservation service that are working together to get practices on the land to keep us from missing the opportunity. There's there's more than 30% more conservation on the landscape than, than we're really getting credit for because people are recognizing that it needs to be done right now. We need to protect these resources for the future generations and for their viability just as an operation. John Larson, thank you very much for the work you're doing at NACD and for talking to us on AgriPulse Open Mic. Well, Ken, I really appreciate the opportunity. And, uh, you know, I think there's a, there's a lot of things that we need to keep our eye on, but I am. I'm positive that we can push this forward that Congress is going to see the Farm Bill and the rural communities as a place where we can give some certainty, we can give some assurances, and and we can get this Farm Bill done in 2013. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by Syngenta. More than 25,000 people in over 90 countries helping the world's farmers grow more from less. Protect the environment and improve health and quality of life. See all they're doing at Syngenta.com. I'm Ken Root.